This is Robert Merdlachi, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to This Week in Canadian EdTech, very special edition as we're here down at FETC 2022 in Orlando. First time in a couple of years since we're back to a face-to-face conference. And I'm honoured to have joined me for a Mindshare Learning Moment, Keith Kruger, who is the CEO of COSIN, Consortium for Schools Networking. Keith, thank you for joining me today. Good to see you, Robert. I'll say oofta to all my friends up north. I, I grew up in Minnesota, which is the American uh, Canada. So. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here and not in the uh, the, the snow that... Uh, is amongst us up there and uh, I do miss the uh, ice hockey right now that we have it at the park but uh, at any rate I hope you and your family are healthy and well in these Very most good. challenging times. Very good and looking forward to going skiing to bring back that Canadian and Minnesota kind of background. There's something to be said about embracing the environment outdoors for well-being and uh, what, what a couple of years it's been. Uh, it's been the best of times and it's been the worst of times. And COSIN is a not-for-profit, has addressed some of the pressing challenges. Perhaps you could talk a little a bit about your mandate and, and some of the challenges and reports and research that you've done in the recent past. Yeah, for the last 30 years, we've been uh, the professional association for what we call technology leaders. Uh, they have different titles, chief technology officer, CIO, and their teams. And we try to help them succeed with using technology to transform learning. Um, and we've been you know working on a you're absolutely right this has been a challenging and stressful time we also think there are opportunities and that sometimes there's a a a foolish thing on policymakers and the media to say remote learning failed we think there are some things in fact that are silver linings that are opportunities for doing things better and um, we've got some new resources about that absolutely and and, you know crisis learning to be clear is not online learning No. Uh, Crisis remote learning is not the same as good uh, distance education. And, you know, we know what that takes. We also can learn some things. There were some new opportunities. Maybe we can scale things faster than what we thought in the past. Absolutely. And and you release some trends as well that uh, you see for the coming year. And uh, one of the keys, I think, is Dr. Steve Jordans from U of T talked about on the podcast is the fear of the great snapback that teachers might be inclined to go back to you know, what they did before and not necessarily leverage some of the great tools that they, for the first time, who would have imagined 100% of educators using some form of tech-infused pedagogy? Absolutely right, you know, and we know that the rubber band has stretched. The question is, will it just bounce back to what it was and uh, back to normal? And uh, going back to normal never really worked for a lot of kids. Right, absolutely. So. Talk to me a little bit about some of the trends that you see. Yeah, so we do an annual report called Driving K-12 Innovation. We just last week released the trends for 2022. It's really a global research. Uh, About Mm -hmm. 60% of the 100-person advisory board are from North America. Amazing. But the other 40% are from around the world. Because we don't think innovation stops at the Atlantic and Pacific. And what it's organized is in kind of three buckets. Uh, What are the hurdles? What are the, which are kind of, what are we trying to solve? Because just talking about innovation without the why is crazy. Right. Well, then we also talk about what are the accelerators? How do we swim with the current rather than against it? Mm-hmm. And finally, what are the tech enablers? So we only talk about the technology at the last part. 
in order to um, do that. And, you know, I think there are, um, you know, key things that have come out during the pandemic, like mm-hmm. some of the accelerators, like social emotional learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we've learned uh, untethered broadband is one of the tech enablers, right. digital collaboration platforms. We found that school systems that just allowed every teacher to, to take every free tool didn't work. You need a common platform, whether that's your learning management system right. or Google Classroom or whatever, right. so that there's a single way that you sign on, single for, sign on. for individual yeah. students, teachers, and parents. And then the, the, the professional learning piece is a, a vital piece. I know there was a report we saw out of Virginia, 85% of tech installs fail because of lack of PD or, or proper planning. Yeah, exactly. I think we're, we definitely, and the problem was in the emergency situation mm-hmm. overnight, a lot of teachers who had never really taught online or used the learning management systems had to um, learn how to do it. So it wasn't ideal in terms of the thoughtful time. But we also learned that school systems that were doing five-year plans to get to a one-to-one environment right. could have gone a lot faster. Yeah. We, yeah. And, and we need to. We sometimes need that expediency of. of having the mindset that we have to innovate and move quicker. Well, it's that growth mindset you yeah. talk about. Uh, talk to me about uh, cybersecurity and safety. Yeah, that's uh, the number one issue for our audience of chief technology officers. Wow. Huge concern. Obviously, we've seen a huge spike in terms of schools being at risk, being shut down through ransomware and phishing attacks, and huge liability. You know, a lot of parents and school board members say, well, what in the world would school school districts have that is so valuable. But there's actually tremendous amount of value. There are student I- identification, right. there's date of birth and social security, so you can apply for um, you can apply for um, you know credit cards and things like that, identity theft. Also just the data that the school district has can be held hostage through ransomware and millions of dollars are now being asked of school districts and just last week albuquerque new mexico you know one of the largest school districts in the country was shut down for three days they lost three days of industrial so it's incredible you know the our fbi the the homeland security and uh, msisac which is the internet center all have said k-12 is the most targeted sector right now because it's a soft target Absolutely. Talk to me about your, your spring conference that you have happening in Nashville, which we are planning to attend. Yeah, we'll be in Nashville April 11th to 13th. We'd love to have people there. We're looking forward to seeing you. And we, we, are, we certainly want people who can be there in Nashville. Right. We also offer a virtual opportunity. Uh, so if you, part Makes of your sense. team can't come, they can Brilliant still participate. Strategy. And... Uh, so what's in store for you here at the conference? You were talking about some of the trends here. What else uh, do you have happening? This afternoon, I'm talking about the research we've done around digital equity and particularly students home, learning from home. You know, we've had a lot of uh, survey work of how many kids are unconnected, but we haven't really looked at what the actual experience is. And so using the technology uh, with uh, 14 school districts and a million and a half kids, we've actually looked at using the filtering system and using the video conferencing platform, we know now that um, 85% of the bandwidth is being used by video. Wow. We know the kids are on Wi-Fi. We know that the devices that too many school districts are purchasing the, the cheapest device, which might work at school when you're right under the wireless access, right. but they don't have the antennas or the 
computing process to do the video conferencing. So those are some of the things. So very valuable insights. Doing your homework, one of my professors would say, you never stop doing your homework, and the school districts really need to do their homework on that note. Talk to me about the Blaschke Fund and the report that was uh, funded by uh, our good friend Kathy Hurley's husband in memory of his uh, yes. passing. So uh, over the last uh, three years, we've been able to do some uh, leading research. And w- this year's research focuses, we, we do peer reviews where we go in for a couple of days on site to school districts. And we had about 20 of them. We aggregated what are the, the, the lessons learned that every school district should be thinking about, you know, in a one-to-one environment and things like that. So we've got to get help everyone get better. Kudos to you for your passion and making an impact. 30 years. Congratulations. Well, thanks. I've only been there 28 of the years, but so I didn't found it, but almost. That was uh, Keith Kruger, uh, CEO of COSIN. My name is Robert Merlanchi, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.